0: I was like, I don't have a job. I have nowhere to go to. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I have no energy to function. I feel terrible. I look terrible. I sought out over 15 doctors. It was kind of all of them talking in circles. I ended up canceling my liver biopsy because he had said regardless of the outcome, there wasn't really anything I could do. This is The Medicine Podcast.
1: I am Mimi mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. All right, hello, hello, my medicine lovers, my disease-preventing beautiful humans. Thank you for spending part of your day with us here. We have got a powerful episode for you all today. Chase and I had the pleasure to talk to one of our favorite people and favorite practitioners. Emily Morrow. Emily is no stranger to the medicine. This is her fourth time with us. And uh, I like to say that she is the Dr. Phil to my Oprah. (laughs) Um, On previous episodes with Emily, we've talked mostly about how she has helped hundreds and hundreds of people get to the root cause of their chronic issues and mystery symptoms. Um, That's the core of what she does as a root cause practitioner. And uh, if you have not listened to those episodes yet, I would highly, highly recommend it, Um, especially if you or someone you love is working through significant or chronic health issues. Those episodes will be in the show notes for you. Uh, This episode is a little different, though. We are focusing on Emily's personal story and health journey. The most impactful kind of knowledge is experiential knowledge. And Emily has plenty of that in this area. She knows exactly where her clients are coming from because she's been there herself. And with much struggle, she was finally able to crawl out of her own health hole. So today we discuss when it all started for her, what she was going through physically and mentally at her lowest point, and how she finally started to heal herself after years of feeling awful and being told by multiple doctors that you're just going to have to live with it. Certainly, many of us have heard something like that. It's a good thing that she rejected that and kept looking for answers because she has used these struggles as a reference point to now help hundreds and hundreds of people all over the world to get to the root cause of their chronic issues and mystery symptoms when they too have been told over and over, you're just going to have to live with this. If this is where you're currently at, consider this your permission slip to completely reject that you'll hear just how critical it is to continue learning and searching for answers. Because if we're not getting to the true root cause of symptoms, it's just a Band-Aid approach. So whether you're a practitioner of some kind or someone who is just trying to get healthy and feel better, Emily creates and provides incredible online courses that you should definitely check out. I've taken some of them myself. All of the links will be in the show notes, so definitely check those out. Let's jump in with Emily, and when you're done listening to this, send to your best friend, because you never know who in your life is desperate for answers, even if they're not broadcasting it to the world. And podcasts surely do save lives. All right, enjoy my loves. All right, you guys. You guys, if you've listened to the Medicine Podcast for a while now, you've or follow me on Instagram, You've probably seen this name, Emily Marl, pop up one million times. <laughs> and it's for good reason. Uh, she is an absolute light in the world. And I am so, so soapy. So soapy.
2: <laughs> soapy.
1: See, we are so soapy. <laughs> we, Chase and I, are super excited to have Emily back on the podcast fourth time. Wow. Coming back for Pete here. I don't know what it comes after, three Pete, but um, she, I have joked, is the uh, Dr. Phil to my Oprah. (laughs) Welcome to the medicine again, Emily Morrow. So happy to have you.
0: So happy to be here. It was so funny when you said four Pete. Super Bowl was last night. And I'm like, I just need to be Tom Brady.
2: You're the Tom Brady of the medicine podcast.
0: Yeah, (laughs) except we're not stopping at seven or whatever it is for
1: him. Um, (laughs) um, And also, this is the first time, though, that Chase has been on with us, and I'm so happy. It's like two of my favorite people in the world now get to be friends, and I'm I'm so happy at that.
0: I know. I feel like it'll be such a cool dynamic. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, a couple times Chase has been like, you know, we we need to get Emily like working with, you know, men and stuff, and I'm like, I, it's a good it's a good perspective, but you are so
0: driven to help women, right? Right. Like, it's it's not that I'm not driven to help men, but <laughs> with most guys, they're like, give me a protocol, and they're like, bye. And okay. women are so intrinsically. I don't want to say more motivated, but they need that additional connection and love and support. And that's really where I feel like I've been guided to and not to take, you know, (laughs) men at all. But I do think there is a little part of ego that does get in the way, especially Mm. in the work I do. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I think like it, it is at times you want to feel like you know it all, and when you get advice, whether that be health, work, relationship, well-being in general, there's like this, uh uh-huh, yeah, cool, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, thanks, sounds good, instead of like what is probably on the hearts of most men, which is, can you explain the why behind all of this? Like, I want to know the entire story, and uh, that is hard sometimes to break through mm-hmm. in that sort of ego mentality of pretending like you have it figured out.
1: Yeah, I can also see like for men, it might be hard when they hear, hey, if you've been sick for five, 10, whatever years, it's going to take you at least one month for every year that you've been, that might, that might seem like for a masculine, like, I want results now. I want, I mean, certainly women are are kind of guilty of this too, but you want like immediate results. You want to know that the work you're putting in is yielding a result. And sometimes in this healing game, in this healing journey, you don't see results right away. And it does take some patience. Um, Every time you come on, I'm going to ask you, um, which is what we ask every guest. And that is, what do you love in your life? so much that you wish you could gift to every human.
0: And every time you ask it, I sit here and I'm like, what is my answer going to be? And it's always just the first thing that pops into my head. And honestly, right now it is going to my parents' ranch and farm. I think that I have this really long week, and though I love what I do, having that time and space to just spend with family and the cows and away from Wi Fi, I love that. I thrive off of it. When I don't have it, I'm not as mm-hmm. happy as a person. Yeah, it's almost like a
1: recharging. Yeah, I think that that's so critical, is ultimately like what you're talking about is nature is like right. farm life, cows, your dogs, like and family of course too, but like being outside and fresh air and it is absolutely recharging. It is a must definitely for us too. And when we don't get to the beach, there's a week goes by that we don't get to the beach, put our ta- our toes in the in the sand and in the water. It's like we can be different people. And um yeah, I think that there's definitely something cleansing and charging about nature for sure.
2: Yeah, direct correlation between How we want to show up in our body-mind relationship, which is everything that, you know, the medicine is about, there's a direct correlation with that and the amount of connection we are getting with nature, whether that be in the ocean, sand, or, you know, where we're from, the Northwest, which is mountains, rivers, lakes, Mm -hmm. Um, it is the medicine.
1: Yep, nature people, we need it. Love it. Um, so quickly, we have a lot that I want to go over with today and over with you today, and it's going to be a, a, a really powerful episode because I think most of our listeners know who you are and know what you do in the world, but they may not know the depths that Emily Morrow has been in, in her, in her life, in her rock bottom. We've all here faced some sort of rock bottom. And um, I I want to provide you the stage and the space to let people really know how bad it got, what the thinking was, all of that um, with your personal story. Because I think it's really easy to have this tendency as humans, just anyone, if they look at you on Instagram um, and and see this bright, smiley, joyful, happy person, they might think that you were always like that or you were always this healthy or you you were always this dialed in. They're seeing your X, Y, Z and they're at A, B, C and they're they're not seeing all of the in-between. And so I, I wanna share that with, with people today. First though, can you give a quick synopsis of what you do in the world and how you help people, or mostly women, um, in
0: your day-to-day? Absolutely. I consult, I would say, on average, 40 to 60 women on a weekly basis, whether it's in a one-on-one consult with just me and them, or in a consult with Allie, myself, and I in our Root Cause Formula program, which currently accepts 30 women every few months, and we walk them through a three-month, very intensive learning and one-on-one Protocol. So I I meet with a ton of women, and then I also teach other practitioners in a blood chem course, not only how to read functional blood chemistry ranges, but more importantly, what to do about it because mm-hmm. there's one of me. And when my wait list exceeded 680 people and I had to cut it off, granted, as it grew, it just gave me anxiety. I knew we need more people in this space that can help people. I think. I think there's this idea that it's really saturated, but it's really not.
1: Hmm. I remember. I have, I mean, I, I selfishly want every person in my family to work with you. Um, and I remember you were really backed up. Your wait list was completely backed up for good reason, because you truly help people get to the root cause of your, of their, uh, symptoms, like mystery symptoms that they've been dealing with for years and years and years, and no one's been able to help them. And, uh, so you would you, st- you call yourself, um, an integrative practitioner, root
0: cause nutritionist, right? Right. Unfortunately, I can't even use the word nutritionist anymore because of how our healthcare system is. And you can't really take that title unless you're board certified by the state or hold something called a registered dietitian license. And so I have to defer to saying practitioner, which it works, right? And I loved the idea of root cause practitioner because that's the ultimate aim at what I do in my practice. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and that's what really, I feel like, makes you a unicorn. You say saturated, and that's the fitness, wellness, nutrition space. And it's saturated by marketing, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, there are probably God knows how many certifications of different kinds that you can go out and get online, in-person course, whatever, put some sexy marketing or not even, and essentially throw yourself into the same, if you're looking at it from a, you know, helicopter view, same bucket as legitimate professionals. But I think what makes you the unicorn is you have a very, very unique, and what I would say, you know, to the source or to the closest element of truth that you can find, um, attribute of health and wellness, being this root cause analysis element to it all, Mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome and exciting.
1: Yes. And I, I can tell that I've totally, you've helped transform my way of thinking where you know people even come to us and like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I'm like, I can't give you a good recommendation. Do you have blood work? Do you have a practitioner? Do you know why you have brain fog? Like I get those questions all the time. Hey, which mushroom will help with my brain fog? I'm like- I could just tell you lions mane but that's probably not going to get to the root of why you have brain fog. It right. might help for a couple days a week but is it a nutritional deficiency? Is it an iron thing? Is it uh are you going way too hard in the gym? Are you not eating enough? Are you like what? What is it? Are you hypothyroid? Like there I've gotten to this point now where even though I'm an ambassador and I could like sling, you know, products and codes more, I don't feel right about that. I don't feel good about just telling people that, oh yeah, go, go buy this because I have no idea. So I love that you help people get to the true like root cause and let's get your body back to doing what it's supposed to, functioning in the way that it's supposed to so that you're not just managing symptoms, you're truly getting your core your, your, uh, your whole body on a holistic level, healthy. Right. So wonderful. That's not even a question. I'm just, but it's so that.
0: important. Like just that you ask those questions and that's where your thought process goes. That's where everyone should go, but we're so conditioned in our day and age where, I am struggling with brain fog, or I am struggling with blank. And you go to a doctor and that conditional thinking, they give you why. And sometimes that why is a prescription medication or a diet that does not fit what that person specifically needs. And so we looked to that even in the natural functional medicine space of what is the natural solution for this that doesn't fully address the root cause. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and
1: I love Naturopathic medicine, I think it's wonderful, but there still is, like you're saying, like there still is this element of okay, what are the symptoms? What are the food allergies? What are the and you're you're not like, okay, what are your food allergies? You're asking, why are the food allergies there? Right. Let's figure that out. Because right. these are those layers, you know. Chase and I both talk about, and I think you do too, like these downstream manifestations problems in the body that are correlated to an upstream problem let's go to the upstream and fix that and then the rest will take care of itself right okay so i you have a very rich story of your healing journey and the rock bottom that you faced let's jump into that a little bit and let people know um first when did your when did your problems start i guess and um Just start there and kind of what you were experiencing in your body when you knew like something's not
0: right. When I was questioning my health, it was in 2017 because it's when my body started experiencing the visible changes. But I really had to think back to when everything started, and kind of in my journey, I've met with a lot of really awesome people, and I truly think it started back like age six, and I think that emotional things that happen in our life are such a big and important piece that kind of, in my mind, activates chronic illness to take place. So though my dad and I are extremely close now, he's one of the most important people in my life, and... We're closer than we ever have before. He traveled a lot when we were kids. And from an external standpoint, people would look at our family and be like, wow, Barbie, Ken, three perfect children. We're the family in Dustin, Florida, where we all have matching 4th of July outfits. That was my family. And that was what people saw. And I feel like health is the same way because, and my parents will attest to this, we were very broken and I had no memories of us doing things together as a family. My dad traveled a lot. My mom felt isolated and having to raise three children by herself. I was actually terrified for when my dad would come to my soccer games because I was so scared of disappointing him. Mm. And when I sought out a practitioner who does sort of what I do, but an emotional standpoint, he kept saying age six, age six, age six. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And I finally had the memory come up and it was after a game when I'd gotten in my dad's car. And though I laugh at it now for a six-year-old, it's traumatizing where he yelled at me and said, we're, we're going to the play store and you're turning in your soccer cleats and we're going to get you Barbie dolls and I'm ripping you out of sports. And i remember yeah, I remember that moment and just feeling so defeated. Like in that moment, I think I took this idea that nothing I ever did would be good enough. And I'm pretty certain that that's when I opened up my body to be susceptible to chronic Mm -hmm. illness.
1: So what was, he was just having a moment, a dad moment where he said something flippant that he probably didn't mean, but you and your little six-year-old mind and body took it as truth. And like, this is my reality now. Yeah. And so, what was that like? What was that like when you were
0: remembering that? How did you know how to address that? Right. Right. And this is where it's been really cool being in this space, is learning these techniques of almost like an out-of-body experience where you go back to that version of you where in any point in your past you felt less than. Someone said something hurtful to you or you were in a position where you were treated poorly. You rewrite your own story and you imagine in your head, you know, if it was a soccer game, for example, my dad coming up and me running up to him and giving him a hug and him saying, I'm so proud of you. I love you regardless of the outcome you are amazing. And in the car, hey, you did your very best or just in other situations in life, re-visualizing sort of your past on a movie screen replay of the story that you want, Mm. of the story that makes you happy. And you take your power back. And that was another thing that I was taught is you imagine taking the emotions out of your heart of how someone made you feel, whether it's a family member, a friend, someone that betrayed you and you imagine pulling those from your heart and handing them back to them and saying, I'm taking my power back here. Wow. I love that.
2: Yeah. I love that. So, so in 2017, um, where were you from a health standpoint, both, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, that triggered this sort of like self-reflection and deep dive into your past.
0: It was post-college. I had just got done playing four years of collegiate sports and was setting records at school and everything was great. But it wasn't great. And I finished and I lost myself. I feel like I had a really strong, the strongest wrestle in my faith because um, I dealt with, you know, hypothalamic amenorrhea, lack of a menstrual cycle for so many years. And I was trying to get that back and it wasn't coming back. And my body put on, I think, 45 pounds. Mm. And my anxiety and depression went through the roof. I was scared to leave my house. I had chills. My hair was falling out. I didn't even want to go hang out with friends or family. I wanted to lay in bed all day, every day and not do anything. And I felt like I was seeking consult from all these different people just on a hamster wheel, not getting anywhere. Mm. Mm.
2: Do you think that you're so, so you obviously have a, a college sports background, which which I definitely empathize with. I, I played college sports myself. I know the demand that it takes to do such things, and the decades of time it takes just to be able to be a college athlete to begin with. Um, it makes me think, you know, those that moment when you know put the put the cleats back and we're gonna break out the Barbies. You potentially made a pivot, right? Like mm. a pivot, like fuck that. I'm I'm keeping the cleats and (laughs) I'm going to pull away with this thing.
1: Um, Almost like swinging to the other end where your little six-year-old, maybe even on a subconscious level, decided like, no, dad, I'm going to be really good and I'm going to make you proud. And you swung the complete opposite end of the spectrum and you're now setting records and you have a six pack and you're all of these things where externally it looks like, wow, she's got it all. She's, she must be great. but what changed to, to help, like you gained 45 pounds, you did this? what was the catalyst to go from that soccer player to,
0: to what your reality was? Yeah. I think we put our body and anyone who's played college sports knows this. It's a commitment. It is a full-time job and commitment. And I took it to a next level. And when I think about, you know, I was also cut from three different soccer teams growing up and it took one college coach who said, I'm recruiting you for the player. I know that you will be, but I always felt like I was trying to prove myself. And mm. so I found my identity in two a days and working out to extremes and pushing myself to the limits. And I think I graduated and my body was like, I'm safe. Mm. I'm safe and it's time to heal. And it just rebounded in a really quick way. Mm. So you graduated your body feels safe you
1: all these so you weren't really experiencing any of these problems when you were playing right like were you just like so gung ho that your body was in adrenaline mode all the time cortisol probably spiked through the roof like you just didn't realize
0: what exactly you were putting your body through. Yeah. My dad tells the story of when he was a kid, a car fell on his dad. He was working underneath it and our human selves can't just go outside and say, Oh, I'm going to lift this car up. But when you have that adrenaline running through your body, he was able to pick that car up off his dad and pull it out. And he felt no pain from that. But I can assure you the next few days he was in such excruciating pain. He had to go to the hospital, but you're on such this adrenaline rush that I think your body doesn't even perceive the stress And I had it pre-college. I think back to the fact that I had like little warts on my fingers growing up and ulcers and cold sores on the outsides of my mouth and had to have my tonsils removed, which now I know was probably bacteria or Lyme disease and was bit by mosquitoes and probably had Lyme and then was just in this laser focus adrenaline rush. And it just exploded in my face when I graduated and rested and my body felt safe to address it that's really
1: i think that we all know the that example of like you have an event or a big a big something in your life that you're just planning and you're pushing through. You're not really sleeping great. You're putting your body through things that is like inhuman and you get through the event just fine. And then after it's like you come down with strep throat or uh, pneumonia or you get, you know, deathly ill or fatigue or whatever. It's like your body can, can recognize, okay, here's the end goal. And we, as soon as we get through that, like then we can rest and like, let down our defenses and as soon as that happens like things can come up. It sounds like that's what happened with you.
0: Have y'all ever normalized symptoms? I mean I'm sure you have, but yep. in college it's not like I felt amazing when you when I took a step back and looked at it. I was breaking bones left and right. I had shin splints. I was nutritionally depleted. My hair was falling out. I was miserable. But like I didn't see it as wrong in that moment because nothing on the outside had truly changed.
2: Mm. yeah it's like your body the survival power is incredible and it prioritizes uh, what it needs to function in order to achieve the goal, which in you know your case and, and mine in many ways in college was sports related. Um, but you say that and I'm, I'm reminded of like wow, I think I had less hair on my head at you know 22 years old in college, um, 21 years old than I, than I do now for those you know some of these very similar reasons. You know, you know, as you hit 2017, you're out of college and these changes are happening in your body. Um, what was the story and what was the dialogue with yourself as you're experiencing these things? Were you able to have this uh, awareness that you have now where you're putting rhyme and reason and like reflecting back on your, on your upbringing and your youth sports, or was it like kind of a mind screw?
1: Hey boo, if you're fed up and frustrated by your acne-prone skin like I was for so long, trying every organic skincare line, every elimination diet, every so-called miracle spot treatment, and getting nowhere, here's a not-so-fun fact. These well-meaning products could contain pore-clogging ingredients that are basically perpetuating your acne. Yes, even if they are organic, plant based, expensive, and bougie AF, these pore cloggers are so common and used all over the place. When I removed all of these pore cloggers by using clear stem skincare, my face did a 180 in a matter of weeks. And after only a few months, I noticed I wasn't even getting breakouts around my cycle. I didn't even know that was possible. Clearstem's whole mission is to provide anti-acne, anti-aging products that provide clinical results and zero pore cloggers. Here's my current four-step dream team routine. I use the Vitamin Scrub Gentle Exfoliating Cleanser every morning in the shower, followed by the Clarity Serum, which balances the pH of my skin and literally scrubs my pores clean. I let that work for about 15 minutes and then I use two pumps of the Bounce Back Serum which works like a boss to repair damaged skin like acne scars and sunspots. Last but not least, I add a dab of the HydroGlow Moisturizer to lock in my dewy brightness. To get your hands and face on the Clear Stem goodness, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMI, M-I-M-I, at checkout to get a hefty discount. Or just check the show notes below for the direct link. Remember,
0: don't give up, you can heal. Cheers and love. It was a mind screw, 100% a mind screw. And I felt so lost and felt worthless and unworthy and not desirable. I think that we have all these things happen that we just, I don't know, like I feel like I really lost myself in that time and I did not have the same belief system and foundation in my faith and purpose and joy in that moment. I just felt so lost. I, have I've literally felt so lost and my parents didn't know how to help me. And I was seeing all these doctors and I, I, at one point wondered like, is this ever going to get better? Mm. Like, am I ever going to heal? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I totally get that. I I know Megan does too. mm -hmm. Um, So what, so what shifted for you? Like, where did you go when you feel lost? Where did you go?
0: I kept looking. And I think that that's a really important thing to consider is you keep looking. And if you're not going to find the solution, you create the solution. And so I prayed a lot. Um, It was in those really broken moments that God met me there and was like, I'm in control, Emily, you're not in control. I'm the one in control. And it was in that surrender where I was like, I throw my hands up. I'm going to keep praying for discernment. I'm going to be praying for guidance. And I'm also going to do my absolute best to research this so that no one ever has to go through this again. Mm -hmm. Because when you really do try to go out in this space and figure out where do I start? What do I do? What are the priorities? It's not there. Mm. It's not there. So you didn't go to school to become who you are in the world today.
1: You literally like saw the need within your own life and then like manifested
0: what you do now, right? Right. I went to school to be a graphic designer, computer <laughs> nerd. I'm such a dork. And that's why I kind of on the side love doing course creations and website design and all these things where people are like, you do that? But that's what I went to school to, like an art person and graduated and my health tanked. And I was like, okay, clearly this is not the path I'm supposed to be on. Let's pivot and shift. And this is clearly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It sounds like
1: you're I've been here. I know Chase has too like sounds like your identity got wrapped up in soccer player, achiever. Like you all of us three here are type 3 enneagrams, achiever mode. When you are out of balance, you you gain your validation and your self-love through external achievements. And I can see how, like, when you felt lost, you felt broken, you probably were like, was there some level
0: of like, who the hell am I now? Yeah. I was like, where am I even going to achieve right now? Yeah. I had a job in Knoxville once I graduated because I went to the University of Tennessee, It ended up not working out. And I moved back home and I moved in with my family. I was like, I don't have a job. I have nowhere to go to. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I have no energy to function. I feel terrible. I look terrible. I kept telling myself that, which I know is not good for your mind. And I've pivoted and shifted from that. But I wasn't receiving as an Enneagram three, how you feel loved.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's
1: total, total mind screw. Um, so you started to, go to doctors and was anyone able to help you? Like, were you able to get a diagnosis even? Like, did you have any idea what was actually wrong with you?
0: Yes. I sought out over 15 doctors. Wow. And it was kind of all of them talking in circles. One of them ran, um, I ended up Canceling my liver biopsy because he had said regardless of the outcome, there wasn't really anything I could do but autoimmune liver disease. So that was one of the first diagnoses. My palms and the bottoms of my feet, my eyes had started turning yellow And Mm -hmm. I'm like, something is not right. So my parents sought out the top liver doctor in the state of Texas and we went and found him and he ran, oh my gosh, I was getting 15 blood draws a week of different vials just for different Mm -hmm. doctors. And he diagnosed me with autoimmune liver disease. And that means that your body was, can you break down what that actually meant? Like, what, What does that diagnosis even mean? With your so liver. we've heard of things like Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune thyroid. We've heard of things like lupus, multiple sclerosis, these these different autoimmune diseases. Autoimmune liver doesn't really have a name. There's so many autoimmune diseases that don't have names. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what he diagnosed it as, but it's the immune system attacking the liver. And he diagnosed that through really high ANA markers of the liver. Gotcha. Okay. So keep going here with your story. You you got that diagnosis and then what? he told me the only thing I could do was see him on a yearly basis to monitor. And I was just, yeah, yeah. That is, so nothing? Nothing, except for that, yeah.
2: Damn.
1: How is that, and he didn't, did he address like, here's some foods, here's, this is what you're gonna wanna do for, you know, lifestyle, maybe don't drink or like anything lifestyle related?
0: Nothing, absolutely nothing. And luckily at the time, I- wasn't drinking alcohol. I just was like, clearly this is another toxin for my body at this state. I should not be drinking this, but he did not say anything.
1: Wow. And this is like the
0: top doctor. One of the top doctors. Yep. So I was like, okay, let's, let's go another route. So I sought out, um, another doctor in Texas that specializes in hormones and they wanted me to go back on birth control. That was their solution. Then I sought out to help your autoimmune liver this was a doctor that wanted to manage my hormones because I had positive ANA and antibodies for my thyroid with hypothyroid markers so that she was the one that said, I think you have Hashimoto's. So she wanted to go about that. Never even asked me about the liver. I was seeing so many different specialists and I think that's why I was so confused, mm. but it's like, I wasn't given a roadmap from any of them. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah I think we, I think we've all been there. Yours is very extreme uh, to the point where you're seeing, you know, specialists Uh, multiple specialists. But I remember for me in my, where I felt emotionally, physically, spiritually dead, I was, man, I was getting all sorts of external advice, um, external uh, attempts towards like healing myself, even in a lot of cases where I was like, all right, this book has to have the answer. This podcast has the answer, this doctor, you know, everything from blood work to seeing specialists myself at times. And the feedback always being like, yeah, it doesn't look good, but that's essentially it and not getting yeah. what, what you so beautifully specialize in now, which is this root cause analysis. And hey, it's before you before we just start throwing things at you externally, which is like blindly throwing darts at a dartboard, how about we take a look at the potential uh, history? Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you into? What are you exposing yourself to? What do your environments look like? Your relationships look like? Um right which is something that you so beautifully do now. I I see it firsthand. Um, but man, that is such a gap.
0: Yep. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, you go to all these doctors and you sit there and you feel like you tell the same story over and over and over again. And one of them, this one really hit me when he looked at me and just said, you need to just learn to love where you're at. And I, like it, it hit me because I was like, yes, but also what? Like, learn to love where you're at, but also what? Like, I get that. He wasn't a counselor. He wasn't a therapist. It was a beautiful thing he said, but in the same token, I was kind of like, okay, and is there any guidance from where I go from her? And mm-hmm. he just kind of said, nope, like, you're stuck with this. And you were how old? 20? 20... I can't even remember the age. What is it? We're here in 2021. 22? This was um, the very beginning of 2018. So how old were you? 22. Okay, wow. you're 22 years old, and you're having
1: doctors like basically. Yeah. This is what you have. You can come back every year. We don't really know what's causing this. You're just gonna have to live with it. Um, and you probably you're
0: not even halfway through your life. Right. I and I I believed it for a while. I was like maybe I just maybe this is my normal. Maybe this is what I'm going to have to live with. I, I, I started feeding myself that lie and believing it, but there was that tiny little voice in my head of like, nope, there's a reason this has happened. Mm. There's a reason you're going through these things. Keep digging, keep searching, keep praying. And you, you seek out enough people. And finally I stumbled upon Dr. Ozzy, which I know I've brought him up in the past. And though he practices entirely different from me, he was the one that really heard me. He really heard me. He was the very first person that took a second to sit down and asked me about my past and soccer and my family life and my beliefs. And he was willing to fight with me. And that's the very big step that people have to take is first ask why. And second, find someone who will fight for you and fight with you. And we did a lot of things and it was failing forward. They didn't work, but we learned something. We did another thing, it didn't work, but we learned something. Okay. Mark that off the list. It's not that he ran so many panels on me. Okay. It's not that it's not that discovered I had leaky brain from all the concussions. That was a big aha moment. Let's start healing your brain Have him to thank for that. We did a Cyrex array and he's like, well, that's why you've leaky gut connected. Um, and then he finally was like, let's run your blood work again let's run your blood work again. And it was that eosinophil, basophil, white blood cell marker where he said, I think you have parasites. And it was in that moment that everything changed.
1: Mm, mm. Eosinophil, basophil, uh, those are immune cells. And correct, do you know why
0: those are important for parasites? Yes. So white blood cells, they're just your overall soldiers. And then your neutrophils, lymphocytes, eosinophils, basophils, monocytes are all they could have name tags, different fighters, different different fighters and soldiers that specialize in something specific. So where neutrophils tend to be fighters for viruses and bacteria, same thing with lymphocytes, your eosinophils and basophils are your parasite fighters. Hmm. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> Side note
1: here, uh, I was just told Emily had the... I, had the special news of like, I think you have parasites. And so that's where I'm at right now. I'm interested. I got to get my blood work done soon and see where those immune cells are at. And
0: I'm just curious, but I digress. Um, Isn't that where a lot of people start is parasites? Foundations and then parasites, but parasites, in my opinion, Dr. Todd Watts says this, if you have a pulse, you have a parasite and until your body is resilient enough and you have everything in play of what do you, what are you doing on a daily basis? They're going to thrive they You're going to create a environment in your body where they thrive. And I feel like women have them way more than men because men just kind of have this, okay, cool. You know, they're not as stressed and so stress will deplete your system so fast but it's also difficult if someone has a ton of biofilms and they don't show up on blood work, but then they take something like CT minerals or hydroxygen from cell core or Japanese knotweed, and then they get blood work done and their eosinophils spike and everything is like, whoa, what happened? It's like, yeah, your body's exposing what it's trying to protect you from. Because mm-hmm. when you
1: say biofilms, that's the that's the layer of protection that is covering these Things, uh, parasites and pathogens and bacteria, and once those are dissolved or taken care of by the supplements that you're talking about, then the real picture is painted. Where it's right. like this is actually what you're dealing with. So someone, maybe a doctor or a practitioner who doesn't, isn't in tune with that part, might look at blood work and not see the eosinophils and basophils spiked and be like, no, there's no parasites because these are normal. When you're When you're working with people, you're like, actually, we got to get rid of the biofilms first, and then that's what comes up. Is that correct? Correct. And King Coffee is a biofilm buster. I'll learn. Drinking it right now. (laughs) Um, So that could be a reason why we're getting like off your story a little bit here into like education mode. But couldn't that be a reason why if someone just starts drinking King Coffee, like sometimes if the toxicity bucket is really full, those biofilms can be dissolved and maybe they feel worse before they even feel better. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I've heard that from people where it's like, actually, these are the symptoms that I'm I'm like, that means that there's other things that are underlying and now they're just kind of coming up. It's not that King coffee or Reishi or AHCC is um, a bad thing necessarily. It's that there's underlying causes that are now being
0: like exposed and uncovered by these potent mushrooms, Right. Right. Yeah. Even HCC, if you're enhancing immune function, if you're charging your battery, it can work better. Your body can begin to detox and people might not feel great. Sometimes people don't realize if you go on a really clean diet, you don't feel good. They have what's called like the keto flu and people go keto. You're not necessarily taking any supplements. You're actually taking processed junk and sugar out of your diet and you don't feel very good. Yeah, right. So back to your story. Um, you,
1: okay, so maybe I have parasites. Was that something like, did you feel, how did you feel when
0: he when he brought that up for you? At the time, no one was talking about these. I thought I was this rare alien on this planet <laughs> with, the only person in the entire universe that had these things in my body. And I was terrified. I was like, people can't notice. they are <laughs> going to think I am the weirdest human. And I can't, I can't tell a soul. And I was also terrified. Cause I was like, what is in my body? I'm yeah. sorry. What? Like, how did they get there? Like, right. are you kidding me? And I start thinking back to, okay, I went on mission trips and other trips to Brazil and Guatemala and Mexico. Maybe I picked it up there. And he goes, Oh no, you probably picked it up on fruits and vegetables. And I was like, sorry, what? He's like, it's actually very common and no one was talking about it. And so the hardship in that was, I'm like, okay, I have these. What do I do about it? And Dr. Ozzy, he goes, yeah, just go to the store, get some wormwood, get some black walnut, get some clove. I'm like, huh? (laughs) Like I was so confused. And so that's when I went deep dive into, okay, what are parasites? Where do they live? What are the herbs that are needed to address them? How do you enhance drainage so that you can actually get rid of them? And it just opened up this entire portal of research. And that's when I stumbled stumbled upon Dr. Jay Davidson, Dr. Todd Watts, where they were speaking to these things. But like at the time there was nothing on Instagram, on the internet about parasites. Mm. Yeah,
1: I I can't say that I ever really learned about them. I obviously knew what the word meant, but I I thought that it was like pinworms that you get in like second grade or that a dog gets in scoots his butt on the ground like i didn't think that it was like pervasive for humans and, and like you're saying like,
2: yeah unless you're like in a third world country right and, yeah or, or you're on like a S- star trek spaceship yeah. and somebody like you know <laughs> yeah. put some sort of alien species in yeah. your body
1: that's what i picture is like those alien worms just like living in your are like and you're like wouldn't like matrix, i feel it like crawl through yes. your belly button
0: yeah wouldn't yeah. i feel it if i had parasites in me wouldn't i know yep Yep, and liver flukes, for example, which are a type of parasite, will embed themselves into the bile ducts of the liver. So all these people that have liver pain and sky-high liver enzymes, it's probably could be parasites. Wow! Mm.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's so incredible the things that can actually take place in the human body, and nobody told us about it. Um, but yeah. so glad that you're doing it now. I'm curious as you started. Uh, in your own, you know, health discovery, doing, I'm thinking back at your story and sort of the hero's journey. Um, obviously, you've, it sounds like you've hit sort of the 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 belly of the whale, the pit of of life. Uh, but we're exposed to the light to some degree through uh, Dr. Ozzy, right? Like, you know, right. the figurative uh, mentor or the 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 one who exposes the truth to you in some way, shape, or form. However, that's not like that's not the full story. That's not the full completion of the hero's journey. There's, an, a, there's a chance, an opportunity, um, once you see that light, once you have found or tasted the elixir, to bring it back into the world, to bring it back into your life and apply it and integrate it. That's arguably the most challenging part. Um, so what did that look like for you? It sounds like you, know, you, you initially went deep dive into this parasite thing, but how did you take that? little snippet and and roll it into what is now your mission and your purpose.
0: Right. And I love when you say you saw that little glimmer of light because all of this happened because I kept looking and also because, you know, I love the quote, like, light can only shine through the cracks and imperfections. And so if you don't expose those, you don't even allow light. And I think a lot of us just live with these signs and symptoms, or we put on this facade that we're perfect and we're not going to ask for help or we're not going to seek guidance and you're never going to get better that way. And so he gave me this hope. He gave me a sense of direction. And through that, it's like, God just kind of put people in my life, you know, specific doctors, practitioners, people that really knew what they were doing that mentored me. And I didn't fully understand why it was very effortless and easy that they were just giving me this information or they would give me a login. Dr. Rakowski has been just such an incredible mentor in my life. And he's the one that introduced Dr. Ozzy to Reishi and King and had me do hourly spores and said, let's get your immune system and TH1 and TH2 balanced. And Hey, here is a doctor I recommend for this thing. And here is an online webinar about the truth about cancer. Because if you can, you know, support the body and removing cancer, you can support the body and removing other things. So I would watch hours and hours and hours and hours of online summits and replays of various doctors and webinars. And through that, you know, you discover that these bugs hold things like Lyme disease and metals and chemicals and toxins. And then you start diving into, wow, there's a lot of this in our environment, whether it's the perfume store or the VOCs on the carpet or all of that. And that's just as important cleaning up your environment as it is cleaning up the inside. And then um, I realized that a lot of what I had learned aligned with Dr. Jabin Moore. And so him and I became very good friends and good colleagues. And we have a few people that we, you know, consult together and we realized, wow, our roadmaps in helping people are very similar. And this is kind of just thrown into the mix of the story. But when I learned muscle testing, I kind of molded a bunch of different methods into one and taught myself the method that I currently use. And when you muscle test enough people, because I started doing that after I graduated from nutritional therapy school, you start seeing patterns. And I feel like when you're working with other people, even if you're not fully well yet, you discover really amazing things that science hasn't picked up yet. And so when I was seeing client after client after client and like leaky gut, the support for it was reduced stress. I'm like, huh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Or when parasites were done, the next thing that they would attract to is going after metals and mold, which my journey was the same. That was the same thing I did. And then it was, you know, going after, you know, chemicals, toxins, viruses, and then Lyme later on. And you, you hear enough of these doctor summits and what are the top doctors doing to get people well? And what is needed from a frequency standpoint that you just, I figured it out along the way. Yeah. Mm, You know? Mm. So um,
1: say Emily back in 2017 had, had a little time machine or a big time machine and wanted to get treated by You, Emily in 2020 and was able to come to you with all of the symptoms and everything. Now, where would
0: you have started with yourself back then? Exactly what Chase said earlier. What do your relationships look like? What are you finding joy in every day? What do you do that you love? Like how you say, what do you love about your life? Who are you surrounding yourself by? What is the self-talk that you do on a daily basis? Are you getting sunshine? Are you drinking quality water? Are you making time for things that matter? Are you doing the things that we don't talk about very often? And that's where I would have started because I wasn't doing those things. Mm.
1: So you weren't, you, can you go into like, you weren't doing those things, you weren't getting
0: sunshine, you weren't eating right? Or what do you mean by you weren't doing those things? I didn't have a community. Mm. I think community is something that's so important. I would force myself not really forced, but I would choose to stay home instead of going to dinner with my family. And though it may feel hard, those are things that are required. Being in community with people is something that's so important for your health. That's why solitary confinement is ultimate punishment. Huge, and you know? Your health will deteriorate down in solitary confinement from lack of sunshine and isolation. And so the reverse of that is when you give yourself things like community and sunshine and make a diligent and conscious effort to do those every single day. That's step one. Mm. Mm. We're gonna go for a walk in the sunshine after
1: this, okay, babe? That
2: sounds good. <laughs> it, it uh, you know, out of curiosity, how important would you say it is when you start to see the light, as you did? Um, you're exposed to potential physical solutions and or rhymes and reasons for the root cause of why you're feeling a particular way. Um, Additionally, you're starting to take inventory of your life and you're examining relationships, you're examining your connection to the metaphysical. How important do you feel like it is for someone's health journey to get in the weeds and as interested in it as you did? Because what it sounds like is you just started I'm going to start with parasites and I'm going to go all the way through this thing and start clearing all these different potential reasons why I'm feeling this way. How important is that interest or that thirst for understanding?
1: This episode of The Medicine is brought to you by Immune Intel AHCC. If this is the first time you're hearing about AHCC, it's a cultured mushroom product that comes from the mycelium or root-like structure of the shiitake mushroom. It is the most clinically researched functional food in the world with over 30 years of clinical research behind it. HCC is really the main tool that I use to help people get out of suffering from things like HPV, autoimmune disorders, Lyme disease, cancer, liver failure, skin disorders, fatigue, HIV, herpes, and more. If you're thinking, how does one thing work for all of these issues? It's because HCC delivers intelligence to your immune system by increasing the number and activity of your immune cells and the chemical messengers they use to communicate. So the physiology of the entire body is positively affected. If you want to learn more about AHCC, you can go back and listen to episode number 45 of this podcast, where Chase and I dive deep and answer all of the major questions about AHCC. If you or someone you love needs AHCC, you can find it linked below in the show notes or on my website, getmemefit.com. This may just be the thing that you've been searching for. Cheers, boo.
0: I think that there has to be some level of understanding so that you don't give up because Mm -hmm. it is a long process, but there are some people who they don't fully understand the plan I give them. They've just kind of surrendered to, hey, I trust you and trust is so important and I'm in this for the long haul and I may not understand why I'm doing things in this strategic roadmap way, but they get better and some people's journey looks different than others, but For me, when I was done with parasites, took me about three and a half, four months, which is always what I advise people to do after supporting foundations. I'd been on Reishi spores, high dose for about four to six months, and the anxiety started to lessen. And had I had in my mind, all right, I need results by month four, Mm. and I had that mentality, I would have quit. Yeah. Yeah. But I had this mentality of, hey, this is going to take a while. I'm going to surrender to this process and I'm going to take it as it comes and the right people will come into my life when I need them. The right people will support me on this journey and give me the things that I need and we're going to ride this out. And so there were times when I was going through it and I didn't fully understand why I was doing the things I was doing, but I knew there was a purpose for it. And so I surrendered to that. But I think that it depends on the person.
2: Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, you mentioned at the start of the episode. I think a lot of times with with guys is they just want the protocol. They just want to see, give me a checklist that I can I can execute the checklist. But don't, for the love of God, make me go into the weeds and understand what's what's going right. on. Right. Um, which I think, like you said, isn't isn't required. But damn, I feel like that could definitely be extremely helpful as you navigate through this complicated uh, health journey for everybody, which is individual.
0: Yeah. You make a great point. And it kind of makes me digress a little bit. And that's why I created Root Cause Formula alongside my business partner, Allie, because we embedded modules in there that don't just say, hey, take a biofilm buster. It's, hey, this is what biofilms are. This is how they're created. This is why it's important that you bust them. And then every week we have calls where we educate. And I think that You know, now that I sit here and reflect, those women tend to get better a lot faster. And I think it is because they do have this mentality of, I understand what I'm doing and I'm going to fully commit to this.
2: And what you're doing is different. And this is, again, what makes you the unicorn in this space is you're, you're empowering, you're educating, and you're not what is so easy to do when you have done the work. And when you've put time and effort into understanding the complexities of this thing, it's so easy to just sling out the big fancy words and not allow or not go back and put yourself in the shoes of the person that you're instructing to explain like step a through z to them empowering them educating them because that is what's sustainable right Right. and that's contrary to the way that sort of business should work you want to keep people dependent upon your specialty but you're literally flipping it on its head and saying listen you have the power Mm -hmm. and i'm going to educate you so that you can do this yourself
0: And for their family, imagine like when they go through this, a lot of them are empowered to then help their loved ones, their children, or if this ever comes up in the future, they'll know the signs and symptoms. They'll know what foundations to do. And that roadmap of approach, like just Mm -hmm. on a dime. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's really speaking to the power of ownership, and not only just taking ownership of okay, I have this symptom or this problem that I'm 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 wanting to get to the bottom of, or I want to figure out. You're not expecting someone else necessarily to figure it out for you. Only you are taking ownership in the process, and I think that that is, oh man, I think it's it's one of the ingredients that we need um, to, because no matter what, it's going to be hard, but when you take ownership and you understand the process a little bit, or you're at least trying to, trying to understand what's going on inside your body and okay, so why do I need to take Tudka? Oh, cause we're supporting the liver. Okay, cool. So like on, taking that ownership, I think is so important in this process of the, the healing journey and the health journey rather than just like, oh, I don't know what I'm taking this for, but Emily says it'll work. So I'm just going to do it. Um, I can see how the, the ownership piece would be really, really important.
0: I mean, would y'all choose to eat steamed Brussels sprouts every day if we had no idea of their nutritional content and their health value? Right. No, I mean, we probably, probably wouldn't. Like the reason why I'm at the grocery store and I choose to put vegetables in my cart is because I know – what they're going to do for my body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think supplements are the same way where if I had a ton of supplements that I take on a daily basis and there was no label on them, there was no explanation. It'd be really hard for me to take them. hmm Right.
2: Totally. It's communion. It's communion with the divine intelligence that is in these things that we consume that are so good for us.
1: Mm-hmm yeah and and circling back to what Chase was saying, I just want to highlight this and shine this light on you one more time because I know from firsthand experience working with you, um, you have said before, like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start with these supplements, and then as I go through my healing process journey, you've gotten to the point <laughs> where you're like, yeah, you don't need that anymore. you don't need you don't your body's not needing this for healing anymore. You can take it if you want, I suppose, but you don't need it. And so it's not just you sitting there like slinging supplements at me and, and getting your whatever commission code. It's truly getting someone to the point where they've done the work, they've done
0: the healing and now it's just maintenance. Maintenance, which is important, but my favorite verb edge that I use is one and done. My clients here all the time, RCF people here all the time. This is going to do what it's supposed to, one and done. And I have it on there and I get to their follow-up and they're like, I reordered everything. And I'm like, why? Oh, because I ran out. Yeah, but it says one and done. Yeah, but I was worried I wouldn't feel good anymore if I got off of it. And we're, again, we're conditioned to do that. Now, are there some things that help advance your health that you can take long-term? Absolutely. Our soil is depleted. We probably only have like 58 to 60 years left of topsoil and like medicinal mushrooms, HCC, lion's mane, these enhance our health, but they're specific herbs and nutrients like morinda or neem or these things that eradicate bacteria, viruses, and pathogens that you shouldn't be on for like, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you how many times I hear people say, Oh yeah, I've been on candibactin, AR and BR for SIBO and candida for nine months, nonstop. Mm. And what, what is that? What's the problem with that? In your opinion, you're just throwing more wood into the fire. Like the wood burns out, let's throw more in. The wood burns out, let's throw more in. We got to keep the fire going. We got to keep the metabolism going, the mitochondria going. It's a Band-Aid. It's a really, really bad Band-Aid. So people are getting dependent on the supplements rather than starting in the order of operations like we've
1: talked about, working on the foundations, getting drainage right, getting liver support right, getting mitochondria right, starting in the right points rather than just a different form of naturopathic symptom relief. Exactly. Yeah um okay so going back to how you how emily now would treat emily then um you start with all these questions about the lifestyle right and you see your baseline of like okay she's not getting enough sunshine she's not doesn't have a community like she needs to Um, You get those things like pointed out, then what? What about actually addressing
0: the autoimmune liver disease and and all of that? Where do you even start there? So right now I do this in one-on-ones and in RCF, but I am also creating a found, like in all caps, found Asians program, because I am guided to what to create based upon the questions I get asked most frequently. And I've realized people, there's too much information. People are so Mm. lost. There's way too much out there. They're overwhelmed. And so this foundations program is exactly how I would have treated myself day one. Mm. And it's going to encompass the lifestyle piece, the gratitude piece, the food piece, because if you haven't given up soda and processed foods yet—that's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And it also covers the core four that I created. And so, when I think back to day one, what would I have done differently, or what would I have I done right away? Is that core four, which is this concept of drainage. You know, we gotta poop one <laughs> to two times a day, and the liver has to function. So that's drainage, leaky gut because if there's leaky gut, there's going to continue to be food sensitivities and food allergies. So that's a twofold. You have to remove the foods that are going to cause it. And then also seal up the gut with specific herbs and nutrients. And then the third thing, a binder. And one of my favorite analogies for a binder is most of us on the inside, there's a lot of dust that's settled. So you start moving the dust around with a leaf blower in the internal home and you don't have the vacuum, the binder to bind it up, it's just gonna resettle. It's Mm -hmm. not gonna go away. So you need a binder and then a biofilm buster, which is the tornado that comes in and busts the home down to get the little critters inside the home. For 30 to 45 days and if someone gets stumped in their protocol go back to foundations charge you know Those those things within that core four tend to also charge the mitochondria So if your mitochondria is charged you can properly detox And then with that core four you enhance your drainage systems to then move into What i'm going to say next kind of order of operations that parasite cleanse
1: hmm mm-hmm. It seems like you know working with you myself and <clears throat> now we've had four podcasts and just seeing the work that you do with all of your clients it seems like all of these different symptoms of hypothyroidism brain fog autoimmune all of these things are just results of people not properly detoxing right that's that's all that this is that you're talking about it's a lot
0: of words that really just means proper detox. Yep. So if it's Hashimoto's, it could be a combination of neurotoxins, biotoxins, Lyme, Lyme co-infections, metals, parasites, and the mosquito bite that you had over the weekend was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. Wow. It can be something that small it can be. It really, really can be, or a really stressful event. Pregnancy, though it's such this beautiful thing for a lot of women, their toxicity bucket was too full going into it. All of that gets stored. And then there is such thing as postpartum hypothyroidism that leads to immune Hashimoto's because it's a stressful event that tips the body over and then their health just tanks. And so what I've learned in this space is I get asked all the time, how do I fix hypothyroidism. How do I fix Lyme disease? How do I fix this? And it's never just that. you know. A lot of times people with mold toxicity also have Lyme. It's never just mold. You address a lot of foundations in Lyme and a lot of their mold symptoms go away. Mm. Mm. That's amazing. And I've heard you say before that no two clients that you've ever worked with have ever been one for one the same. Never. I've never had two protocols that have been the same. And I've worked with at this point Over 600 individuals.
1: Wow. That's, I love that. That is hashtag bio individuality, y'all. Yeah.
2: And it's the opposite of what most marketing would suggest. Right. Yeah. In the health and wellness space, especially.
0: Yeah. Well, you said it, Chase. Like once you have like this idea, it could be very easy. And I could never live with myself to just say, Hey, I've done this. This is what works. Here's the protocol. But I physically could never do that. My conscious could never do that because I'm like, okay, there's a concept. There's a skeleton. There's a framework. There's houses all over the world that are built the same, but they're built entirely different right. and the insides look different. And so I just think it's important for people to have, you know, that guidance, but mm-hmm. their road, totally different. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I love that. It's so aligned with us and, and that, barometer is internal it's uh like you saying take like you say take take inventory of your life and your relationships and your environment and start listening to your own soul because it screams at you sometimes to make Mm -hmm. a change or or like you do literally energetically pulling you towards in a physical manner the spaces that you need to be in or the supplements that you need to be taking or the people that you need to be in connection with
1: Mm -hmm. yep yep So, okay, so you would have gone up the order of operations like we've talked about in other podcasts. Um, And someone could look at you, your Instagram, um, and see this bright... Shiny human and think, wow, oh, she's got it all together. Like, oh, you know, like this kind of like, not understanding the full picture, the full story. But for people who are working through their healing journey and they they do see that light at the end of the tunnel, um, there is that next level. There is that level of that's not just disease free, but it's truly thriving and i want to talk about with you some of your your personal maybe like top 3 practices that you um that you use in your regular routine life that um have helped you kind of
0: reach this thriving state that you're in now yeah so number 1 for me i have to have stillness quiet time gratitude time in the morning if i do not start my day off that way my day is a disaster It is where I can just lay everything down, you know, ask for protection, ask for guidance, journal everything I'm grateful for, I've had people say they've suffered with depression and anxiety their entire life and they start writing three things they're grateful for down every day and their life changes and gratitude will change your life. And I know you always say appreciation, gratitude squared, and it's true. Like when you can even extend that gratitude to somebody, that is something that's so impactful that is so Mm -hmm. undervalued and it's free. Yeah. A lot of the best medicines are actually free, Mm -hmm. like
1: sunshine and- Yeah. Relationships and yeah,
0: spot on. Yep. And you just said number two relationships. (laughs) And I, I think that when I started sharing more about my health journey and this free information that I just share because I so desperately wish someone would have shared it with me, it attracted some of the most incredible humans, you being one of them. Granted, we were connected Mm -hmm. from a mutual friend, but when I was able to get that community and when I'm having a rough time or a rough day, to be able to have those people in your life that you can just pick up the phone and call on a daily basis or just, you know, regardless if you don't talk for a week or two, they're thinking of you, Your their thoughts, that is so powerful. And it's not by chance that when I ask that question to clients, like, who is your community? The ones that are really, really struggling, they're like, I don't have one. Mm, They're probably like, what do you mean? Yeah. It it doesn't even correlate with them. And I was like, do you, what about your family? I don't have a relationship with my family. What about friends? Who would you call? No one. And people are so desperately looking for those relationships and that connection.
2: So huge. I mean, call it a circle of trust, call it a board of directors, whatever you want to (laughs) have that counsel is critical. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even though, we're yet to physically see you in our lives. You will eventually be be hosted here uh, with like a royal welcome uh, <laughs> to to Coronado Island, California. Uh, but but you're in our life all the time, just conversationally. And and you know we feel your presence here, um, just in conversation. It's almost like if you've seen Harry Potter and you and you know that like professors have pictures. Uh, that can like talk, and you can. Yeah. Like, we have like an Emily professor picture in here. Like, well, what would Emily do? Emily, are you over here on the on the counter? Um, but it, it is so important because even if you're not in direct contact with those people, like you said, you can you can feel them. You can almost interpret, you know, what they might say, and you have that sort of like touch point of accountability or advice just in your uh, in your circle, in your atmosphere.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. I I, I don't see. <laughs> I don't see someone getting healthy, truly healthy, without at least one deep, meaningful, possibly spiritual relationship connection with another human. Like, it's a must. Agreed.
0: Yeah. What about your third? What are you thinking? Third, it's this concept of asking questions. And I know that sounds, you're probably like, what? But when you ask questions, you get your subconscious and brain to think in a new way. So when you go to the kitchen to make food, how is this going to positively impact my body? When you go to free time in your day, how can I use this free time to elevate my vibration, elevate my joy? So that might look like a walk in nature. That may look like reading in stillness. That may look like meal prepping. That may look like having all of these amazing supplements in front of you because you know they'll positively impact and enhance your health and your vibration and part two to this three is blessing those things Mm -hmm. and you've probably seen where when you speak love over water it forms crystals Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah
1: I mean, not invisible, not with my eyeballs, but
0: I've, I've I've heard of that science and yeah. But when you start doing that with everything in your life, like the food that you eat, Mm -hmm. the environment that you're in, the home that you're in, the water, I've started writing in Sharpie, like love, the word love, because it's a really high vibration word at the bottoms of my mugs because Mm -hmm. you're filling your cup with love and whatever that is, when I look at my supplements, like, yeah, they're supplements. They're great. But I think that they're enhanced. They have a higher vibration when you're literally like, I speak love over these. I pray for these nourish every cell in my body. And that is something that I shifted in my daily practice where like I literally felt like I started to glow in a new way, experience happiness in a new way, joy in a new way. I spent my time differently because the question was, how is this going to positively impact my health? And if the question, if the answer is no, you're like, I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, like attracts like Right. right so
1: if you are there's no way just to make this example real there's no way that if some if people know our story Chase and I were separated for 3 years there's no way that I would have been able to attract him back into my life or vice versa like we attracted each other because we were on a different frequency higher frequency than We were in part one of our relationship. There's no way, if either one of us was still in that low vibration place, we would be together today because the other was already elevated. Like attracts like. So when you are, it may sound like silly or trivial, but when you are. Blessing your food with gratitude and love, or blessing your partner with gratitude and love, you elevate yourself to that. And then you invite more abundant, high frequency energy into your life. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, think, I think we all know that when you're in a stressed state, just individually, you're not something like digestion starts to shut down, right? if you're putting yourself in a space of gratitude and appreciation, even if like you're not able to get, for instance, like, like in our scenario, we go to every effort to get organic everything. But if for whatever reason we're sitting on non-organic meat, instead of stressing over it or pretending that it's not, it's not there. What if you shifted the, to the gratitude of, Hey, I'm, I'm so sorry. You were stressed your entire life yeah. and put in a factory farm.
1: <laughs> sorry, chicken.
2: I'm so sorry. And, and rather I appreciate you. And I'm going to take this mm. energy in the form of calories and literally use it in my body for the intention of gratitude and appreciation. Like I'm sorry, but your frequency and your, your, your stress uh, will literally liquidate and the gratitude for whatever the circumstance will be, can be turned into something that is healthy and positive. I'm not saying it's as as healthy as oh, grass fed. No, I love finished. that.
1: Yeah, um, super woke, and we're definitely doing that the next time we go out to yeah. eat, and it's not organic meat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can't, if you can't, you know, know yeah. that your intentions are pure, and know that you can actually reframe and reset the circumstance such that you are not just on repeat, compulsively putting stress into your body.
0: Yes, love it. Like, I could not agree more. Your frequency is your responsibility. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And it's so true because you can't control all the things in your environment, but you can retrol- you can control your thought process. Yeah. yeah. You can you can control how you respond to a situation. And so when you live your life at that super high vibration of joy, enlightenment, abundance, y'all probably, you two, don't attract negative things into your life. And you're very positive where, Hey, if there's a delay in shipment or a shortage in raw product, you stay positive and it all ends up working out. Whereas other people, it's that woe is me mentality. And they keep attracting a lot of just the negative people, the negative situations for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to your point of you can control your
1: reaction and your attitude towards these circumstances in your life you can also control what you allow what you're choosing to have as an information source right right turn off the news right yeah. can we just like can we yes i i need that on a t-shirt um <laughs> yes uh, so choosing not just allowing like okay i'll push this button and turn it on and let whatever stream of information just flow into my head. Instead, choose something like a podcast or an audio book or something that you're like, this is going to make me better. This is going to elevate me. I know it because I can see the title and that's what I want to flow into my brain, into my being, into my consciousness.
2: Yeah. And and like you said, Emily, ask questions. I feel like so often we're looking for one answer, but we're also asking one question like, if, let's just take health. What is health for me? And you're looking for the answer of health. What if you ask the question a thousand different ways? That's mm-hmm. going to help you eliminate potential non-answers. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and asking your subconscious, the power of the subconscious is incredible. And if it's, all right, I'm trying to find health, instead of just saying, what is health for me? Maybe it's, what makes me feel healthy? Mm -hmm. What doesn't make me feel healthy? Yep. There you go. You know, like start process, eliminating this thing and ask a shit ton of questions and see what happens. (laughs) Right. See what your, see what your subconscious spits out.
0: Yes. It's actually like one of the key things for the power of influence, because how many times have y'all been in a thread or a Facebook group where someone has a post and they're looking for guidance and everyone is so quick to provide a solution you'll, you'll notice it now in Instagram comments. When you go in there and you start asking them questions, they're going to reach out to you
2: Mm.
0: because Mm. you get them thinking in a new way, you bring them to the solution. And so if you can bring your own self to that solution of what, what can I do to make me happier today? What brings me faith and security? Yeah. What what brings me energy? How can I feel more energetic today? Right. And if you don't have an immediate answer. Like if your brain
1: doesn't provide the answer immediately, just let it be, let it settle into your subconscious and your brain, its mission is to find answers. So if you just, okay, I'm not really, nothing's really coming up. I'm just going to go about my day. I'm going to go about my workout. I'm going to go about whatever. And I'm just going to place this question here and I'm going to let my brain go to work for me when I'm not even trying. I would say, like, we talk about this all the time. Like, it's one of our, I would say, our superhuman next level, like, things is, like. We're
2: superheroes. Yeah,
1: basically, we fly. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, it's true. Like, being able to pose a question to your subconscious, to your being, to your consciousness, and just letting it be. And then, you know, like for Chase, these answers come to him in the middle of a swim. You know, for me, they come in the in in, when I'm in a walk in on a walk in the morning in the sunshine, like, oh my gosh, oh, that was so easy. Yeah, that's the answer. Yep, that's 100% what I need to do. Cool. Okay. And then there isn't this like striving and grasping towards the answer and just choosing something just to choose it. Rather, the answer comes to you Mm
0: -hmm. and you're more of just like allowing it. Yep. The brain is powerful. We could do literally two and a half plus hours of just neuroplasticity. Next episode. We could. And the renewal of the mind, the power of the mind, the ability to actually get healthier as we get older. People think that your brain disintegrates and you can do the opposite. And there are specific things you can do like listening to Hertz music and doing Sudoku puzzles and spending time in meditation and prayer that renew your mind. There is power in renewing of the mind. We're told we can do that.
1: Yes, 100%. So good. I want to be respectful of your time. I know you are such a busy person. And um, I do want to touch on for you right now, as most people know listening, the medicine is all about disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. And I want to know from
0: you currently, what feels like medicine for your body right now? Medicine for my body. I made an intentional effort to, as we talk about food, it's very easy when you get busy to forget about what you put in your body. But medicine for my body right now is intentional vegetables at every meal. It Mm -hmm. sounds simple, but it's way more difficult when you actually make a conscious effort to do it. And it's made the biggest difference. It's made the biggest difference. Well, with breakfast, a lot of it's been like if I make a smoothie with a banana, I'll throw like a chopped up zucchini in there. Mm. Or if it's oatmeal, I'll add some shredded carrots and make carrot cake oatmeal. But I swear it's made a difference. And I love oh, that. Yeah. Simple but powerful. Mm. So good. Um what about for your mind? What feels like medicine for your mind right now? Right now I'm really loving listening to the Hertz music in the morning and just being still sometimes it's me just sitting there in receive mode. And I haven't allowed myself enough time in the past to do that of just listening and being present, and sometimes not even journaling or reading, just sitting there being mm. still and allowing my mind to just not think of anything. Mm. Just uh, like an it's, open vessel. So yep. a good
2: reminder, as we're all three sitting here, achievers, they don't have to like accomplish something every second of every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Even when we want to.
1: It's so <laughs> yeah. hard. It is hard. It's, it's like... Okay, I got 10 free minutes. What can I learn? What can I implement? How can I elevate? Yeah. What can I do better? Hmm. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you just need and and this is something that I'm working on too. Like if I have a a, a minute or 5 or 10 between interviews or something, I'm like, I'm just going to go sit on the deck and let the sun hit my face for 5 minutes. Like that. <sighs> it's hard sometimes to just sit there and and uh just be, just be still.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. So good. What about for your relationships right now? What feels like medicine? Medicine for my relationships. Hmm. This is a tough one. I feel like I've been so busy lately, but I also am working with some of the best humans on the planet. But um, I think I said it last episode of I may have. I may have not. But checking in with people periodically. I, this is a silly example, but I am really bad about not checking in with my grandmother. And she doesn't have that much time left on this earth. And she made a comment. It was kind of an eye opening thing for me. She made a comment to my dad. How come Emily never reaches out to us? Mm. And for me, I don't show my love through frequent communication always like people are always on my heart always on my mind and i'm So much of a person where when I do have that quality time with them It's so special, but I realize and honor that some people do need that So that's been at the forefront of my mind a lot lately So taking takes five seconds to pick up my phone and go to the people that I love in my life and say hey I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing good Mm -hmm. and um I know how much it means to them. So I know that's not totally an answer to that question, but um, I also think I've been so wrapped up in business lately. And anytime I have free time, I'm at the farm with my cows and my family and my dogs. Just yeah. be.
1: Love- yeah.
2: No, that's fantastic. <clears throat>
1: yeah. And to your, to your first part of that answer, I think it is medicine is not just, Oh, I'm receiving medicine. But in your case, you're, you're actually like, identifying that your relationship needs a little <clears throat> needs a little bit more love in this in this area and you are actually giving the medicine to your grandma something that she needs so that that door that relationship door swings both ways i think and we've never had anyone answer like that but i'm i'm realizing now yeah, that like absolutely. the medicine doesn't just have to be something that i'm receiving it can also be something that i'm giving even if it's not something that i need on a daily basis. It's something that I'm
0: giving to others for our relationship. So I think that's really great. And maybe y'alls is different because y'all are in this beautiful relationship together. And I am in this season where I am in a relationship with myself, learning Great to time. love myself again and self-care and growing in that. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm okay with that. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not seeking that affirmation or validation from what were, because of vibration, really broken rela- relationships and dating experiences that I had attracted. And I've kind of let go of that and surrendered to that. And that is in my past and not part of my future. And so- I know often people think relationships in relation with your significant other. And for me, it's been me, God, my family, and fostering that. That's Mm. amazing. That's the most
1: important relationship is the one with yourself because every other relationship, even how you view God is dependent on how I talk to myself and how I view myself before I even get into a relationship with anyone else. So I think that that is absolutely spot on and such Mm. beautiful way to end uh the podcast i do want to give you just one more second If, if if there's anything you know to tie your story your your um your journey up in a little bow is there anything that you want to convey or tell the person
0: who's listening where they're at step abc of their journey is there anything you would want to share with them I think that just knowing that you'll be met in your brokenness and your level of expectation every single day. And there are people that are walking through the same journey and just knowing that and knowing that you're not alone Mm
1: -hmm. is really
0: empowering and just keep digging, keep, keep fighting. I know I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, but keep fighting for those people that will walk that journey with you and fight that journey with you and learn as you go. You do not have to be an expert day one, day two, day three. You're going to figure it out as you go. Yeah, yeah, I love mm, that. Beautiful, so powerful.
2: Thank you for sharing uh, your story it, yeah. it, you know and, and opening up to who you are um, because it's so relatable and it's so inspiring because it has led your journey and your path has led to you being this absolute pillar of health and wellness and the way that things should be done. Um, and it's inspiring for the rest of us who, who've uh, either gone through it similarly or are stuck in that, in that pit, in that belly of the whale.
1: Belly the whale. Yep. Um, for anyone that is interested in your foundations, um, course, uh, do you have any like preview or sneak peek or dates that you can share? Um, anything like
0: that, more details that, um, that you can share with the listener? There will be a lighthouse picture that I'll be sharing soon. That was kind of our background of the program because we want to be that light in a really dark sea where they see that lighthouse and they're guided towards that solution. So I'll be looking out for that. And my guess is it will be once this podcast launches shortly available thereafter. Okay,
1: so awesome. if we have the link available, check the show notes. If not, just follow Emily on all of the things. She's at Emily Morrow. and um, thank you so much, Emily, for being with us a fourth time. After this, I think I'm just gonna stop counting because <laughs> I don't, I don't ever expect it. I hope it never ends, and so um, we're just gonna we're just gonna stop counting now. Um, thank you so much for sharing part of your very busy day with us, and I know this is going to land with so many people who are desperate for answers. And, you know, I'll say it every day that podcasts save lives. And uh, I know that this is going to be no exception. There's someone out there that absolutely needed to hear this to take the next step in their journey, in their process, whatever that is for them. And so thank you, thank you, thank you
0: um, for all you share and all you share with us and our listeners. Absolutely. I always love spending my time afternoons with y'all love it heck yeah all right girl go get to the rest of your day go save some humans and we will
1: uh talk to you soon i'm sure thanks for listening to the medicine podcast we'll we'll talk next time go spread some light in your day go give a stranger a hug (laughs) i I did okay bye If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. And if you have a recommendation for a podcast guest or topic, you can always email themedicinepodcast at gmail.com. Remember, there's no E at the end of medicine. And let us know your big idea. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, cheers, boo.